This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. They have everything from Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans. They've got everything you want. I have the Saucy, which is a terrific saucepan. It has curved sides. It has a pouring spout. It has a lid. And it looks so elegant. It's really a pleasure just to look at it on the counter, even before we're using it. Yes, I love all the colors. Yeah. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code HAPPIER. That's greatjones.com, promo code HAPPIER. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we discuss cutting-edge science, the wisdom of the ages, lessons from pop culture, and our own experiences about how to be happier. This week, we'll talk about why you might establish your personal policy, and we take a deep dive into listeners' hidden delights. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I am here once again in my home office in New York City, and joining me today from L.A. is my sister Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, it is always a delight to me to talk to you. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And yes, Gretch, it's delightful to talk to you, but I'd also like to see you in person again someday. So <laughs> fingers crossed. One of these days. Uh, Now, we are coming up on our very special episode 300. Yes, 300 episodes looms in our future. And as with every centenary episode, we are doing an Ask Us Anything. Yes, you can ask us about the four tendencies. You can ask about our childhood. You can ask about... What new TV shows we're watching. (laughs) Uh, You can ask about the podcast, whatever you want. Yes, we're really looking forward to that. That's always a super fun, very special episode. So this week, our Try This at Home tip is to establish your personal policy. I love this one, Gretchen. I love naming something. Yes, yes. Having a name for something makes it so much more powerful and memorable. And this idea comes from our listener, Elaine, and she gives an example of her personal policy. And she's an upholder like me, so I appreciate that. Elaine writes, my personal policy is I have always hated surveys. As an upholder, I would dutifully fill them out, but be aggravated about it. So now it is my personal policy to not do surveys, except for the census, of course. And it is so freeing. So I think this is a great example of how a personal policy could help you, even if you're an upholder who has that execution impulse. Yeah, and Gretchen, if people don't know what an upholder is, they should go take your quiz. Oh, yes. Go to quiz.gretchenruby.com and find out if you are an upholder like Elaine and me or an obliger like Elizabeth or a questioner 
or Rebel, go to quiz.gretchenrubin.com. It's free, and 3 million people have taken the quiz, and you'll learn a lot about yourself. So, Gretchen, what is your personal policy? Well, I have a serious personal policy, which is that if I get a newsletter that I didn't sign up for or that I don't want anymore, I unsubscribe right away because my impulse is to delete it and not take Mm -hmm. that one second to unsubscribe it. But then, of course, they just keep coming. So that's my policy. And then I have a more lighthearted policy, which is that whenever anybody offers me a cup of coffee, if I possibly can, I say yes. I try to (laughs) always say yes to a cup of coffee. So that's my personal policies. Elizabeth, how about you? All right. Well, a professional personal policy I have is never send a professional email in haste. So now this is a big theme on Happier in Hollywood because you and Sarah often talk about the pitfalls of professional email. (laughs) Yes. And there's a couple different aspects to it. I don't do it because one, you know, you can respond in anger and really regret it like one minute later or even one second later. Yep. And then also, Sarah and I are big believers in having emails, um, you know, not have typos and grammatical errors and punctuation. So we really try to proofread all of our emails. So that's why we just take extra time. And sometimes it seems ridiculous to me how much time we take, but we rarely have that feeling of regret afterward. But also, I think this is why a personal policy is helpful, because you might think, well, maybe you spend too much time on the on your emails, but you're like, well, our personal policy, yes. which we've developed from many hard lessons when it didn't go right, that our personal policy is that we really take our time and put the time and effort into it, because that's our personal policy. And someone else might be like, hey, I just answer as fast as I can. I try to get to inbox zero and let the chips fall where they may. And it's like, okay, well, that's your policy. And then, Gretchen, I have a personal policy that I started when uh, Jack started kindergarten, Mm -hmm. which is, if at all possible, to always join a mom's night out. Oh, that's a great one. Yes. And it's because, for me, part of having a child, one of the best parts about it, aside from how awesome he is, is all these new friends that you make and building a community But that takes investment, it takes work, it takes time, it doesn't just happen automatically. So I realize that if I always say yes to a mom's night out, even if I don't necessarily feel like going out that night, because does anyone ever really feel like going out? I know that I will trend toward making connections. Yes, right. And that has been really great for me, and I feel like it's helped me make a lot of connections, and now I've moved so far beyond mom's night out. And I have friends and many women and families, and it's great. But I still do try to say yes to any mom's night out. Of course, right now they're not happening, but when they are. Well, I think this is a good example where if you have a policy, it reduces the decision fatigue and kind of the inner debate. So like many people have the personal policy, and we've talked about this many times, about always writing a thank you note. Yes. And we've talked about this many times. You can go to episode 63 and episode 67 if you want to dip into that crazy raging debate about yeah. how and when and why of thank you notes. But what was clear from that is that people, many people had di- many different variations of personal policies and they were very committed to it. It really was a very important value. And so it's kind of like, well, people can disagree, but what's helpful is to have your own personal policy that reflects your own value. And then that helps you make the decisions like connecting with other parents that get you where you want to go. Well, and it just helps with decision fatigue, right? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because 
You just yeah. like, well, this is the decision I'm making. I don't need to sit here and agonize about it. Yeah. Well, and it, one thing is to remember is you can always have a personal policy and then just violate it. Um, yes. Like I know, because I know so many writers and people asking for blurbs and stuff. Many writers have the policy, like I never give blurbs. But then like if a good friend asked them, they would be like, okay, I will write you a blurb. So they have a personal policy that helps them to say no when people ask, but then they make an exception when circumstances make them want to make an exception. Yeah, Gretchen, I've noticed many people, um, and this has come up even with our book club, many people have a policy not to buy hardback books. Uh, Yes, I have noticed that people have that policy. I used to have the policy that I could never have more than three unread books at a time. Like, I wouldn't allow myself to buy or check out any more books until I caught up, except that when I married Jamie, it's just like, he's mm-hmm. such a bad example that I just abandoned my per- personal policy. But yeah, that is, that's one that a lot of people have. One thing that's really nice about this personal policy thing is it makes your decision not personal, right? So if you say no to someone and you say, oh, I'm so sorry, it's my personal policy not to go to whatever events on Wednesday nights, whatever it is, then people don't take it personally. They're like, oh, well, that's their policy. They're not rejecting me. It's their policy. Yeah. So I think on the one hand, it could make it easier to say no. Like I have a policy of not going out on weeknights, so that makes it easier to say no. But then it's also easier to get yourself to say yes, like you do with, I always try to go to a mom's night out if I can. And so it kind of pushes you in the right direction by making a default more available to you. So again, it's the decision fatigue. And it's what you say of like defining what your priorities are. Yeah. You know, it just helps you do that if nothing else. Yes, because you've made your policy. Um, and I think it just makes it easier to regulate yourself yeah. the way you want to be. Like Jamie has this thing, Ice Cream Saturday, where he only has dessert on Saturday. But then it's always a big thing. It's very celebratory. It's like, oh, it's Ice Cream Saturday. Don't forget, it's Ice Cream Saturday. And so he gets his ice cream But if it's on a Saturday, his personal policy is he skips dessert. And then, of course, Scratch Dad's policy is great. Dad has a policy because he's low carb like you. Yeah, but he has the he's a zealot like me. (laughs) His personal policy is to have a grandchild exception. Yeah, when the grandchildren are in the house, he eats carbs. Yes, that's his personal policy. Yes, and he sticks by it. Yes. Um, But there are so many of these. I mean, I think like a policy that I've heard a lot of people talk about. I was like, I always vote. Mm, Um, It helps us to be consistent with things that are important to us because it it makes it more like an identity thing. Um, If it's your personal policy, it's it's much closer to your identity. It's not just a choice that you're making in the moment. It has to do with something that um, is really of value to you. Yeah. Well, I am dying to hear the personal policies of our listeners, Scratch. Yes. Because I'm yes. sure they run the gamut. I know. Yes. From the big to the small. Um, so let us know if you did read this at home and how establishing your personal policy works for you. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast.gretchenrubin.com. Or as always, go to the show notes for this episode, episode 296. So that's happiercast.com slash 296 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we have a reading happiness hack, but first, this break. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team 
And hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. Okay, Gretchen, it's time for this week's happiness hack, and it's a reading hack that you came up with. Yes. And this sounds so obvious, but yet again, it's one of these things mm -hmm. where sometimes the most obvious thing is the most helpful, which is improve your reading light. I kind of noticed this subconsciously in many places that I've been, which is that reading light is not great in a lot of places where you would logically read. And we had this place in our apartment where all of a sudden it just dawned on me. The reason why nobody, or at least why I never sat there to read, was that the light just wasn't good. It was actually by a window. There were mm. lights around, but it didn't have that, like, strong on-the-page light. And as it happened, I had reading lights elsewhere that, where they were not being really used. And so I just moved them, and they look fine. They're very inconspicuous. And now I have this whole new place to read, which feels very, very inviting. But I'm realizing this, you know, as I think back on ver different places where I've been or different households that I've been to, I think a lot of people just don't realize how much easier and more pleasant it can make reading. And I know, we know from our listeners that one thing a lot of people talk yes. about is wanting to read more. And it might be that one of the reasons you don't feel inclined to read before you go to bed or why you keep picking up your phone is that the light isn't quite as good. And of course, the phone is always well lit because it's like glowing mm -hmm. with light. And so I just think this is something to think about because reading lights are very cheap. Yeah, well, you know, Gretchen, when we redid our house, on our bedside table, we each have a lamp and it never would have occurred to me that we would want more light than that, but we added two of those little things that shine down. Like kind of like you have at a hotel? Yes, and yeah. it's great. Yeah. Because you always have reading light and it doesn't disturb the other person as much because you can very much aim it to your book and it yeah. keeps the rest of the room fairly dark. So, yeah. 
Yeah, highly I mean, recommend that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Jamie has one of those clip-on lights because he often reads after I go to sleep. So again, it's, yes. you don't have to like have a whole yeah. infrastructure for it if you don't want to. But just thinking about, is there a way to improve my reading light? Might that make me more inclined to read because it just feels more comfortable and, and a little bit easier? So that's my two cents on reading <laughs> lights. And now we're going to talk about something that is so delicious. Yes. We're going to go and do a deep dive into hidden delights. And this was just the most delightful thing to read everyone's responses. Yes, we felt like everyone needed a pick-me-up. In episode (laughs) 292, our Try This at Home was to cultivate hidden delights in your life. And we got amazing responses. Yeah, and so so many of these sound like they would be fun to copy. So Dana said, my hidden delight comes from many years of saving and collecting maps. Before Google Maps, we would always pick up a city map when traveling, a road map for driving trips, and forest maps for hiking and camping. We saved them and kept these in a map library as fans of geography and the beautiful utility of different maps. More recently, we have been decluttering and organizing during our stay home, stay safe time, and it seemed like keeping outdated maps was no longer practical. We sorted through them and kept the most interesting and memorable ones to possibly reuse as wrapping paper, which is a good idea. But recently, while cleaning drawers, I have been repurposing them as drawer liners. It is so great to open the drawer to grab socks or a cotton ball and catch a glance of a colorful map from a favorite destination or past trip. It is a little thing that brings much joy." This is such a brilliant way to repurpose something that really is no longer useful as a map, but it still is a wonderful memento, and she's found a way to incorporate it into her household. I think that's a beautiful idea. Love it. And then Sharon said this, as a Jeep owner, I've learned the manufacturer has hidden symbols or messages on their vehicles since 1996, search Jeep Easter eggs. My introduction to these hidden delights started when getting a tour of a friend's new Jeep, and she pointed out the Loch Ness Monster in the rear window of her Jeep. The search in my own Jeep was on. Yes, so I did what she suggested and went and Googled Jeep Easter eggs, Mm -hmm. and it's like most models do indeed have like, you know, lizards, spiders, a T-Rex, or some other symbol kind of hidden somewhere. Like, how fun is that? Who knew that Jeep had that? Yeah, I love that whimsy of, of Jeep. Yeah, the whimsy of Jeep. Who knew? Diane said, one of my favorite small ones is when I order a sandwich, I ask them to add one slice of jalapeno. It's always a surprise and delight to find that spicy bite. That is so funny. I love that. That is really fun. Oh, goodness. I'm a jalapeno nut. Yes, I I know you are. Yes. Sheila said, tape to the inside of my kitchen cabinet that I open first thing every morning because it contains my coffee cups are mass and memorial cards of people I love who have passed. Often I look at my sister's photo on her mass card or read the prayer on my mom's mass card or a poem on a memorial card to remind me that life is fleeting and moments are precious, even that first cup of morning coffee. That's a nice, mindful way to start the day. It is, and it's also a way to incorporate mementos like that into your everyday life so that you feel like they're not just languishing in a drawer, kind of overlooked, but they're part of your active life. I think that's beautiful. Yeah, and to connect with loved ones who are gone. That's really nice. As well as sort of the fleetingness of life. Yeah, there's very powerful. So Elaine says, I've always enjoyed the colors Monet used. And last year, I read a quick blurb about a specific yellow they said was very close to his yellow color. 
It was more vivid than I wanted to paint a room, so I painted the inside of my two medicine cabinets. Now I have a hidden delight that I see every time I brush my teeth or take my vitamins. Well, listen, this reminds me of you in your drunk monkey's uh, bathroom stall. Yes, exactly. Putting the whimsy where no one but you will see it. Well, and maybe something that's just like a little bit too much to want to have it be, you know, in your face all the time. Jennifer says, looking around my office, I see both of your influences, Sarah's too. Like the sign over my door that says, woohoo, my version of it's a fun job and I enjoy it, which, Gretch, I should mention to anyone who doesn't know, is the motto of Happier in Hollywood. (laughs) Sarah and I have said that since 2007. Yeah. Uh, my custom made artwork that a former coworker and friend made for me, many Harry Potter tokens, Ravenclaw, by the way, and now <laughs> hidden delights. As a principal, I have to have a certain public face, but I have small things around my office that combat creeping imposter syndrome and inspire me to take on the hardest parts of my job. I have those in the corners for reasons political and well smoking. Peggy from Mad Men, one of my all-time favorite TV shows, is the very image of badass, own your power, and don't look back. No spoilers, Gretchen, but the image is iconic. And I assume she was sm- uh, Peggy was smoking in the image. Yeah, it's a picture of, of Peggy just looking so fierce, and she's got a cigarette hanging out of her mouth, and she just looks like... She's going to conquer the world. So, yes. and it's, you know, it's framed in her, in, um, in Jennifer's office. So, yes. She wouldn't want the children to see that. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. It's, that's a hidden delight. Now, Rosemary sent a link, and this thing looks completely enchanting. It is a Japanese company that creates a memo pad that reveals Hogwarts Castle as you peel away the pieces of paper. And so I looked online, and as you peel it away, Hogwarts kind of emerges. And it looks super cool, but I must say it is pricey. It was almost $200. Wow. But they justify it by saying that their aim is to create quality products that will not only last a long time, but also make people enjoy the passage of time while using them. So it was really, really neat. So I'll put a link to that okay. in the show notes um, because it's an interesting idea, uh, how to make your memo pad into this beautiful memento of Harry Potter. Karen says, my children are way ahead of you on creating hidden delights. <laughs> At the beginning of the pandemic, when boredom first started to set in, my children went around putting stickers in random places around the house. Under normal circumstances, this would have driven me crazy, but considering all the stress and anxiety we are all going through, I let it slide. Now I have reframed what would ordinarily have been a nuisance to be little joyful discoveries every time I find a sticker hidden around the house. And she attached some uh, examples, Gretch, like on a light switch, a door jam, just, you know, various, as she said, random places. Well, this is also a good example of reframing, because Mm -hmm. instead of like being the annoying stickers that your kids plastered around the house, it's like a little hidden delight that they left you. It's funny, in my strength training, Elizabeth, you and I both do high-intensity strength training, when I would go to my gym, one of the things they did is they would put a sticker where your where your eye is supposed mm. to be to like to make sure you have your head in the right position. And it was funny because like one is Scooby Doo and then you know one is Wonder Woman or whatever. That's funny. And it's just when you look in the right place, you're like, oh, there's a little which looks completely out of place in this gym full of equipment. Um, but that was a hidden delight for me. And then Nancy says, hello, Gretchen and Elizabeth. I have a hidden delight of favorite song lyrics. The lyrics are written down on a small piece of notebook paper in the bottom of my desk. When I need to search for something in my desk, I will come across the paper and it always makes me smile. 
Oh, that's lovely. Yes. Uh, now here, Kate sent one that I think is a classic. I think a lot of people have done a different, various versions of this. She said, Hidden Delights reminded me that when I was a university student in cash was something we all carried. 1989 to 1991, my grandparents would slip me $50 and I would put it in my jeans pocket or coat pocket. And then sometimes later, I'd wear that clothing and find I had a little extra money for my outing. I still sometimes take money from the bank and slip it here and there for fun. I put it in my car glove box, my sports kit bag, et cetera. Hmm. Oh, so that's fun. Yes. Well, and Gretchen, um, my friend Mindy, Mindy in Kansas City, who I talk about all the time, her <laughs> yeah. hidden delight is that she wallpapers the inside of her closet with her daughter's artwork. I'm like, oh, I'd love that. Yeah, that's a great idea. Again, it's a hidden delight, and it's a way to use that, that artwork, which you love, yes. um, in a way so that you actually see it. Susan said, while pondering hidden lights, I realized I have one on my phone lock screen. I have a beautiful baby grandson who lives a thousand miles away. With the current unpleasantness and the distance, I don't get to spend much time with him. But I did recently make the trip carefully and spent a week caring for him while his parents worked. His face just makes me smile. Every time I pick up my phone, his sweet little face appears and my heart sings. Mm. Candace says, a few weeks ago, one of my cats died, and I have a wonderful picture of the two of them. I put that picture inside the cupboard that holds the food for my other cats. Every time I open it and see that picture, it makes me happy. Oh, that's Aww. such a good idea. I should do that. You know, we lost our cat Blackjack recently. Yeah. I should put that somewhere for Adam. He would love that. Right, where you just get a little glimpse. Oh, that's so sweet. Okay, and then finally, one that really inspired me. Lindsay said, as someone whose life revolves around books, I'm wondering if you've ever heard of a book nook. They're basically a diorama of a scene, usually from literature, that is placed amongst your books and looks like a physical glimpse into another world. My favorite that I plan on getting on is Diagon Alley Book Nook to place among my Harry Potter books. You can make them yourself, buy a kit, or get them already assembled. And she sent along a link. And I was so enchanted by this that I had to buy one myself. So I'm very, very excited. I ordered my own. And what it is, is it looks like a like a book on a shelf, but instead of being a book, it just slots right in. It looks like you're getting a glimpse into some faraway alleyway or distant road. Or a library. They have library ones, which I love. Yeah. I, I peruse those online all the time. Yeah, they're very cool. I have a friend who's super artistic, so I'm trying to like, convince her to, to make one because I think they're so <gasps> excellent. Good idea. So this was so fun yes. for us to see everybody's ideas. Thank you so much for everyone who sent them in. We could all use some more hidden and overt delights in our life these days. <laughs> yes, we could. Speaking of things that are not delightful, Gretch, coming up, I give myself a demerit related to weighing or not weighing myself. But first, this break. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. 
They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Gretchen, when I started my career, therapy really helped me work through all of my stresses so that I was able to concentrate at work and do a good job. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Gretchen Rubin today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Gretchen Rubin. Okay, Elizabeth, it's time for demerits and gold stars. And this week, it's your turn to be up for a demerit. Okay, Gretchen, this is a big one. Um, I used to weigh myself every day, which I'm sure I've talked about on the podcast. And I logged my weight every day. And I mean, this was a good two years. I mean, I was really consistent with this. And it really helped me. And we should just say, Research shows that people who weigh themselves every day typically do a better job of maintaining the weight that they want to, but this doesn't work for everyone. And so this is something that this was a tool that worked really, really well for you. You're not necessarily saying everybody should do it because many people don't want to do this. Yes. But for you, it was something you found it useful. Yes. Then with the pandemic, I just stopped. I mean, I've talked about how I was been snacking and snack bursts and all of that with the anxiety and the downtime. So I just stopped weighing myself because I didn't want to know what I weighed. And I have recently said, okay, I'm going to weigh myself. Um, And I still didn't do it. Now, Gretchen, here's the funny thing. Knowing I was going to talk to you, I said, okay, well, I'm going to weigh myself. And then would you believe I got on the scale and the battery was dead? That's how long it had been since I weighed. It was like such a universe saying like, yeah, it's been a while lately. Oh, but it's so annoying when you finally like screw I yourself know. up to the point of doing something. And then there's like some frustration. Like you finally go to the hardware store and they're out of whatever you need or whatever. Oh, that's, that is yes. frustrating. And I actually went to the drugstore, got a battery, but then when I went to weigh myself, I just didn't have the heart. It was like I had used all of my energy, like initially screwing up my courage. Yeah. But then I, uh, Gretchen, um, even though I had the battery and the battery was in, I woke up in the morning and just didn't have the heart. So uh. now that I've stated it here, yes. as always, stating our happiness demerits will yes. help us overcome them. So I am, I'm going to weigh myself and I'm going to start we, logging it daily again. Great. And we will be your accountability group. So that is great. Okay, Gretchen, what is your gold star? Okay. I want to give a gold star to our neighbor, John. So we live in this very small, quirky building in New York City, and John is one of our neighbors. And he happens to read my newsletter, my my weekly newsletter, where I talk about five things making me happy, which everybody can sign up for if they would like. Um, and in that, I had mentioned that something that made me happy was that when I was in college, I had this big collection of beads, and I was always beading. 
And I had kept this tin with all my beads for all these years. And I would always think, should I keep these? You know, because of my mm. clutter clearing nature. Yes. But I was always like, well, just because they're not being used doesn't mean that they're useless. And I do love knowing that they're there and they're like in this pleasing tin. And well, Eleanor, in the midst of the pandemic, discuss, you know how you just get bored and start going through your like your art, all your art supplies as a kid. So she found these beads and she got super excited about going through the beads and beading. Mm. And when when she was in there, she found this charm, which I have no idea how I ended up with it. And she looked at it up online and it turns out that it was like a Gucci charm worth like $150 now. Ooh. It's like vintage thing. So she was super, super excited about it. So I wrote about that in my newsletter that I was just getting such a kick out of this. So our neighbor John emails me and says, hey, I had this friend who was really like a very serious jewelry maker who left me these two big, extremely heavy boxes (laughs) of supplies, jewelry making supplies and beads. They're just sitting there. I don't have anything to do with them. Would Eleanor like them? Oh, well, Eleanor was thrilled. It was like a pirate and a treasure trove. (laughs) You know what I mean? She was just like, going over and she was so careful about it like I would have just rummaged through everything um, and she was looking at it like one by one and really luxuriating and just who knew what she was going to find and what she got she just found all this stuff that she loved and so I just wanted to give a gold star to John because that really made Eleanor so happy it's given her so many hours of like creative excitement and just that feeling of getting something unexpected. And in yeah. a time when everything is kind of like, ugh, and dull and bland, yes. it was really exciting for her. You know, Aww. like we went down to the storage unit and he gave them to us. And, um, so anyway. That's so, so th- nice. Yeah. So thank you and gold star to our, our wonderful neighbor, John. Yay. And our resources for this week. Follow Elizabeth and me on Instagram. I often share stories from my Metropolitan Museum experiment, or I will let you know when I check something off my 20 for 20 list. Elizabeth shares photos of her Walk 20 and 20 Progress and other things that make her happier in Hollywood. Follow us at Gretchen Rubin and at Liz Craft. And... Back by popular demand, you can download and print a free PDF of happiness hacks from the podcast. People love these hacks. Go to GretchenRubin.com slash resources and you can download the PDF for free. Everybody loves a hack. Oh, can't have enough hacks. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Establish your personal policy. Let us know if you tried it and what policy works for you. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And remember to send in your questions for our Ask Us Anything episode. And if you like this show, please be sure to recommend it to a friend. That is truly how most people hear about our podcast. And subscribe to us, rate us, and review us. Five stars are very much appreciated. We do love those gold (laughs) stars in your favorite podcasting app. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. So Gretchen, is Eleanor going to be making Christmas gifts with these beads? I want a necklace or a bracelet or something. Oh, you know, I'm not sure that she has thought ahead that far, but I should suggest that to her because it is really fun to kind of have a quest when you're making something. Yes. I bet she would love that. Yeah, maybe you could tell her your your color pattern oh, okay. that you prefer. I'll text yes. her. Yeah.
from the Onward Project. Gretch, I know from my own experience that baby making is not always simple. There is a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant. And when you want to conceive, there can be a lack of understanding and resources. Frida Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from reproductive health to uh, ovulation tracking to conception aid. Frida is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. Frida products are innovative, easy to use, and accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. This is baby making simplified. Find Frida Fertility on Amazon, at Target, and select CVS stores near you. That's Frida Fertility, F-R-I-D-A, Frida Fertility.